Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hey girl, before we dive into today's episode, I want to remind you that tomorrow, Thursday, August 4th at 7.15 p.m. Central Standard Time, we are going to be gathering together virtually in community to read Dear Fearless Muhad, You Were Created For More. So book club officially starts tomorrow. It's going to be bi-weekly and we're really going to go through the book together, discuss it, read parts of it and really grow and connect with one another. So you are part of this bigger community and sisterhood, and it wouldn't be the same without you. If you've ever been to a cafecito on Amigas night, it's going to be no different. There's really a time of connecting, growing, and affirming one another. So go ahead and register. You can invite invite your Amigas, share the link with them, let them know that there's going to be a book club. The link for that is rebrand.ly forward slash fearless book club all capital letters. If you haven't gotten your book and you're like, dang, I don't have time to get the book. That's okay. You can actually order on Amazon or you can also order the Kindle edition and you can have it right away. So I'm looking forward to connecting with you. Cannot wait to see you. And hey, also there's going to be an in-person party on August 20th. You're invited to come hang out with me, have some in-person cafecito, enjoy some giveaways. Let's really connect together and bring your amigas, invite them. Go ahead and register for that. You can go to rebrand.ly forward slash book party 820, the number 820. And book party is all caps. You can find the link in the bio. Go register, click on the link and find out more about the party. See you at book club and hopefully at the party as well. If you have any questions, you can send me a DM at the Fearless Mujer podcast on Instagram. God bless. Hola mujer, welcome to the Fearless Mujer podcast. I'm Micaela, the voice behind the mic and the creator of this podcast. I'm the author of the book, Dear Fearless Mujer, You Were Created for More, where I share my raw journey of healing, finding my voice, and true identity. Amiga, I'm truly on a mission to empower Latinas everywhere to know that their setbacks, pain, trials, and heartache cannot stop them from stepping into their God-given purpose. On this podcast, I'll empower you to let go of your limiting beliefs so you can step into your confidence and never have to dim your light again. Girl, this is your space to shine. No matter what season of life you find yourself in, here you'll be equipped with tools that will help you heal, accomplish your goals, and dream big so you can impact those around you. And if you've been looking for your tribe, well, you just found it. Girl, just like you, I'm a busy mujer. I'm balancing life, marriage, motherhood, and business. One cup of cafecito at a time. But I also know that being in community is so powerful. The Fearless Mujer is not just a podcast. It's a sisterhood. And together we'll dive into this journey of life, motherhood, business, and whatever else you got going on. So you ready? Grab your cafecito and let's do this. Hey 
Hey girl, welcome to a new episode of the Fearless Mujer podcast. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for joining me for another cup of virtual cafecito. Hey, just so you know, if you didn't know, there is going to be an in-person party and we can have cafecito together in person. It's happening August 20th. I am so excited to really just connect with you guys in person because this is not just a podcast. It's a sisterhood. And honestly, I don't know. I shared this last time, but there's like 38,000 downloads. So, you know, those are not coming off for me. They're coming from you guys. And so I just want to thank you so much. There's going to be some giveaways. This is happening at a selfie museum. So it's going to be a really cool way to connect and have some fun. And I can't wait to really just have an in-person conversation with you. If you've been to Cafecito Night, you know that the vibe is just always amazing. It's really such a powerful time of women connecting with one another. And it's a beautiful thing to just see strong women gather together, lift each other up. Something beautiful truly happens. And so I'd love to see you there if you are driving an hour or two if you happen to come from far away, I will have dinner with you. We can hang out and have dinner. And I think it'll just be really, really cool. So come join, be a part of that. I did want to remind you that if you have not ordered your book, Dear Fearless Mujer, you were created for more, you can go ahead and order that on Amazon. If you haven't ordered it, you want to know more about the book, you can go to season three, episode 21 and listen to me reading the introduction. You can also go to season four, episode one, two, three, four, and six, and you can listen to me read all of chapter one, the healing journey. So that's such a great way for you guys to really kind of know more about the book and what's behind the book. So so excited. Hey, this is my second time recording this episode because I recorded this episode and when I was done, it was like an hour long. And I'm like, yeah, I know you guys love me, but I know you do not have time to be listening to me for a whole hour. I mean, maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe your commute's pretty far from work and home. I don't know. But an hour, I was like, um, I think I need to redo this episode because that was just super long. Like, I love to listen to podcasts. I have my go-to podcasts, my favorite ones. However, if it is more than say 30 minutes, I'm like, okay, I, I can't, I can't finish this episode. And sometimes it'll take me a week or two to come back to the episode. It just kind of depends what I'm doing. It depends, right? So listen, 50 minutes, that's just way too long for me. But anyway, it was pretty good. <laughs> so I'm going to shorten today's episode. I really just want to talk about something that I think is so important. I've been reflecting so much these past couple of weeks in the past month or two. I've really been reflecting on the past. My birthday's coming up. I'm going to be 39. And it's kind of weird. Like, it's my last year being in my 30s. Next year, I'll be 40. It's weird because I never really imagined that I would be a 40 year old woman, you know, and it's not in a negative way. Just I remember being 21 and 25, 30. Um, although I, I would say that when I turned 30, I kind of 
was going through the midlife crisis at 30. But anyway, uh, so I've been reflecting a lot. And one of the things that I've been thinking about is how I used to allow my emotions to control me. Like I really would allow my emotions to take over. And anything that controls you, anything that takes over you, anything that masters you is really you being a slave to that thing. And what do I mean by that? Anything that you are allowing to truly just become so heavy and so controlling over you is something that becomes really hard to overcome and get out of. And it's almost like being in bondage to that thing. So here's what I want to talk about. When it comes to emotions, there is danger when we allow our emotions to lead us. What do I mean by that? Now, let me say this. Growing up, I don't remember being encouraged to really share my emotions in a healthy way. If anything, I was taught not to share my emotions. I was taught not to talk about my feelings or like share my business, right? I was encouraged not to cry. That's the way that I was raised. So because I was raised in that way, I became a person that really was not in tune with her feelings. And I really think about how I grew up just being resentful and not talking about my feelings. And even when I got married, really being someone that was very dominant. And now that I look back, I'm like, I can't imagine that for a man, it would be easy to have a wife that way who's super dominant and controlling. And of course, this was a long time ago, right? So just looking back, I'm like, wow, you know? Not just wow in the sense that, oh my God, look at how I was, right? Not that there's shame behind it because I was a completely different person, but more in the sense of, wow, look how far I've come. Look at how personal development, really changing your mindset, really doing internal work does pay off. So obviously as a life coach, as a certified life coach who empowers women, I work on myself a lot. I invest on myself, not just my business. I invest in my personal development. What does that even look like to invest in your personal development? Well, that can look like reading books, having a coach, a mentor, really doing things that are going to help you think outside of the box. It is so important. So when we think of struggling with our emotions, is it possible to stop struggling with your emotions? Yes, it is. Now, let me say this. If you struggle with depression, this might be a little bit harder because as someone who has struggled with depression in the past, I know that in the moment of your depression, in the moment of being in that, I want to say hopeless time, because that's really what it feels like when you're depressed and you don't want to feel that way and you don't want to be that way, but it's really hard to get out of it. For my, for me, my depression was I had a lot of unforgiveness. I had a lot of, you know, things, trauma that I had gone through that I hadn't dealt with. There was just a lot of stuff that really tied into my depression, but also the chemical imbalance. So this episode's not about depression. However, if you are struggling with depression, 
I want you to know that when I'm talking about struggling with your emotions, I'm not necessarily speaking in in terms of being depressed. Okay. I just want to clarify. If you are someone that you're struggling with depression and you're obviously you're struggling with your emotions, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. Just want to clarify again. So thinking about emotions, emotions really can become so real. Emotions really are such a strong feeling, right? Having these emotions. However, your emotions can be so strong, but that doesn't mean that they're necessarily truth. In the moment, the emotions are so strong that they feel that this is true. This is truth. Now, here's what I want to talk about when it comes to the danger of allowing your emotions to lead you, okay? A lot of times when we are emotional, we can tend to react. When we react in the moment of the emotions, it's really an impulsive thing. And we make decisions based on the moment. In the moment, we feel the emotions, right? Now, when we're in the moment of being impulsive and reacting, we're not processing We're not really allowing what's happening to sink in. So we react. Now, I'm going to say this because I was pretty ghetto back in the day, okay? If you know me from a long time ago, you know that I was pretty ghetto, okay? But, and I'm not saying anything bad, all right? But your girl over here thought she was ghetto fabulous. Now, back then, it wasn't just because I was ghetto. It was because of... The adults that were in my life, they were always so quick to react. It was always like, let me snap. Let me say something. I'm not going to let anyone, you know, mess with me or whatever. Something had to be said. That's what I saw. That's what was modeled to me. And that's how I had become growing up. I had to say something. So when you react, you're not really able to see things from a perspective of someone else, right? You're just reacting in the moment. And it's not always a good thing. Because has it ever happened to you that you react and you're like, dang, why did I say that? Why did I say that to my kid? Why did I say that to my husband? Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Man, I shouldn't have gotten that mad, right? We react. I'm guilty of it. I've done it. But what happens when instead of reacting, you actually respond, right? You give yourself time to process what has happened. You give yourself time to really analyze, okay, what's going on here? And is this even something that I need to respond to? So my question to you is, do you tend to react or do you tend to respond? Because responding looks more like, let me step back and really analyze why do I feel this way? So that I can understand because understanding and trying to understand really comes from a place of exercising your wisdom. It really comes from a place of, hey, hold on a second here. I need to know if this is even something that's worth responding to because not everything is worthy of you responding to it. Okay. 
Take, for example, people that want to act crazy and disrespect you. Do they always deserve a response, right? Because now thinking of reaction and responding, sometimes people just want to see us react. But everything does not deserve a reaction. And some things also do not deserve a response. Okay? I hope that makes sense. Now, why am I saying that? Because if you have not even given yourself time to analyze and process what's going on, then maybe in in that moment, maybe in the next couple of days, maybe the situation doesn't deserve a response. Of, again, it just depends, right? What we're talking about in what context. So here's what's going on too. When we are not aware that we are emotional, then it is really easy to make excuses. It is really easy to say things like, oh, but that's just the way I am. That's how the women in my family are. I'm Latina. I'm just hot-headed. I'm just passionate. I've joked like that. We are passionate. We're passionate when we're mad. We're passionate when we're happy and excited. We are passionate, right? But should that be an excuse for us to react to things and be impulsive? I'm just asking. Don't get mad at me. You know me? I'm not sugarcoating anything on this podcast. I'm simply asking you a question. Why? Because a lot of times we're embracing this uh, idea that, oh, well, that's just the way that I am. That's just the way the women in my family are. But if you really pay attention to what you are saying, that is a fixed mindset. Because a fixed mindset only sees things one way. A fixed mindset doesn't see things from a different perspective. Cox knows that when summer starts, your family doesn't stop. So they have new internet packages at an everyday low price with the same speed and flexibility that you expect from Cox. And they include panoramic Wi-Fi equipment at no additional cost. It's internet that keeps up with you, all with no annual contract, which means no pesky early termination fees. With everyone at home, it's nice to know that when they're connected, they're protected with advanced security from panoramic Wi-Fi. And when you're on the go, stay connected to what matters most with access to over 3 million Cox Wi-Fi hotspots. After a long hot day, cool off with a family night with Contour Stream Player. Enjoy live sports, your favorite shows on Hulu, Netflix, Disney+, Peacock, and more with all the popular streaming apps. Learn more at Cox.com. A fixed mindset doesn't see that there could be an in-between, that it's not all black and white, okay? Now, what does a growth mindset do? A growth mindset invites opportunity for change. A growth mindset understands that, hey, maybe I can look at this a little bit differently. Maybe it doesn't always have to be like this. Maybe I don't always have to be as emotional. But the first step to understanding if you are emotional is to really acknowledge, right? Am I emotional? Do I tend to get emotional and react? Let me acknowledge it, okay? Once you acknowledge it, 
here's where you can begin to become aware of what is it that makes you emotional? What is it that makes you react? What is it? Now, what do I mean by this? As someone who grew up in dysfunction, in a toxic environment, in abuse, as someone who experienced a lot of those things, I still have a lot of triggers. I've learned to cope with a lot of them, with most of them. I've learned to really, um, in the moment, understand like, oh, wait a minute, (laughs) I'm feeling not okay right now. What's up? What's going on, right? I've learned to really master analyzing what's going on with me. I'm not feeling right. What's what's up with me? And I've learned to really step back and even ask those that like I really, really trust, hey, so this happened and I feel like this, hey, I think it's because of this. Like, what do you think? And it's not for validation, but it's just the trust that I want someone else's perspective, right? So because I am aware that I have triggers, I can begin to kind of take apart the situation and say, wait a minute, am I feeling this way because of that person specifically or that situation specifically? Or is it really a trigger of something that has happened? Because a lot of times when we have triggers and things happen, someone says something to us, something bothers us. A lot of times it can be because of a trigger from the past, but in the moment we think it's because of that person. So obviously, again, it depends on what we're talking about, but I'll share something with you kind of personal. So I had connected with someone who I really, really liked. I thought that this person was amazing. I thought like we could really be friends. and. I really liked kind of the season that we were in, right, in our lives. And so I thought, cool, like, this is someone that I could possibly really, you know, hang out with and stuff like that. And as I began to kind of spend more time with this person, I began to feel like some type of way, not a negative way, but like just a weird kind of vibe. And I couldn't put my finger on it. I couldn't understand what it was. I knew that this person didn't do anything personal to me, but it was just some things that I began to kind of really get this vibe that I was like, hmm, why am I feeling like this, right? What's going on here? And I shared it with one of my friends and through talking to this friend, I really understood what happened and what triggered me was not even anything that this person did on purpose. It was more because I got the vibe that this person was trying to mother me. And to make a long, long story short, right, I've always had a rocky relationship with my mom. Up until like 11, I went to live with my dad. So I really resonated a lot more with my dad, with my, like the way he raised me, our mannerisms, just those kinds of things. So Anytime I get the vibe that someone tries to mother me, I'm like, oh, okay, like this is not sitting well with me. And it really doesn't make me mad. It doesn't make me sad. It's just I am aware that 
oh, that's not something that I enjoy. (laughs) Put it that way. So I'm sharing that with you to share that we can tend to react and possibly blame people for things and get emotional when in reality, if we just kind of step back and become aware of what's going on, of why we're feeling the way we're feeling, it will be much easier to then, you know, acknowledge, okay, this is what's really going on. Now I know that I can make the choice to do different, right? Find a solution, do something differently so that I don't have to believe the lie that this is just the way it always is, or even believe the lie that I'm always going to be this emotional person. Because when you think about it, when we are emotional, when we're struggling with our emotions, it really seeps into every other area of our lives. Now, on the other side of that, of the emotional, right, being emotional, let's think about this. The other danger in allowing your emotions to lead you. All right. So have you ever dated someone that, man, you're just like, like on cloud nine. I mean, have you ever dated someone that you're just crazy over them in the sense that, man, I really love this person. He makes me feel good. He makes me happy. You know, he always makes me laugh. It's like we just vibe. We just click. Everything's good. All of that, right? So what happens when you're in that moment? All right. All right. I'll share this, you guys. I'm just here. If you didn't know, confession time. This is a very short version of the story. I once had an affair. I once had an affair a very long time ago. Long, long story. Yes, my husband knows. We've worked past that. We've been married, divorced, remarried. But here is what it is. When, and this episode's not about this, but it's just to show you that this is what happens when you allow your emotions to lead you, okay? So when you are having an affair, what happens? It's like a high. It feels like, wow, this is this is how it's supposed to be. Like, this is my person. What would like it's just a lot of stuff that goes through your mind. I'm being super vulnerable here, okay? So when you're going through this, you know, crazy time of having an affair, if you've been through one, then you know what I'm talking about. It's like this person can do no wrong. Everything, you just justify everything. So what happens so in that moment, however long this lasts, is that you're so led by your emotions that you don't even see any red flags of what's going on. And now the first red flag would be, why is this person even talking to me if I'm married to somebody else, right? That's not very trustworthy. Just being honest, right? Let's be honest here. So when you are, obviously, people that are are in affairs are allowing their emotions to leave them. And sometimes the physical part, right? Let's be real. So when you are allowing your emotions to lead you, now you don't see red flags. That could be even like not in a affair. That could be in you like getting with someone who's toxic and you don't see their red flags. That's a whole other topic, right? 
But just to make the example and show you how having good emotions, we think in the moment they're good emotions, air quotes, everything's great, but you're not seeing the red flags. So there is a danger when we allow our emotions to lead us because we're not seeing things logically. And when we allow the lens of emotions to be what guides us and to be what leads us, it really can lead us into a state of never really allowing ourselves to grow. So here's the other thing, and I'm going to wrap with this, okay? Do you ever have days where you're just not feeling 100%? Like you're just not feeling like yourself. You just, this happens to me a lot. When it's that time of the month, you guys, when Aunt Flo is about to come visit me, I know something's off because first of all, I start craving, you know, cheese fries with bacon and onions. And there's like a restaurant next door to me that sells them. And I start craving them. And I'm like, oh, no, no something ain't right here, right? And then I tend to eat my emotions when it's that time, like all of this stuff, right? I mean, I realized that I ate my emotions and that is something that I am working on. I am working on not eating my emotions. I'm just going to be real with you. This is a coping mechanism that I picked up as a child and I'm learning not to do that, okay? So that's a whole other episode, but I know when I'm not feeling my 100%. So because I am aware of that, because I know myself, I know, okay, here we go. For the next week, I'm not going to be okay. It's that time of the month, but I still have a business to run. I still have stuff to do. So in those days, I take longer breaks. I do things that are going to make me feel better. If that means that, you know, I go in the bathroom and I give myself a pedicure, I just kind of think to myself, I really just begin to self-reflect. I journal, I journal often, I read a good book, I watch a funny movie, like always, that always helps me. So I ha- I found ways to really kind of do things to help me in those days when I'm not my 100%, right? Because I still have a business to run, right? I still have to market my business. So I'm aware of those things. And I let my family know. I let my kids, hey, it's that time of the month for me, you guys. So I'm just letting you know that I'm not feeling right. I let my husband know, hey, I'm super emotional. Maybe let's not talk, right? Just being honest, being transparent, because that always works best. So here's what I want to share with you. Be aware of when you're not feeling 100% and be okay with it and be transparent about it. You don't have to tell everybody, right? But hey, I'm not feeling myself today. I'm not feeling like me. Because here's what happens, okay? When we are in a state of desolation, it's easy to really try to find answers within ourselves. It's really easy to 
kind of look at what's not going right and really kind of agree with, oh yeah, none of this is going okay. And it's just permanently going to be like this. When you are in a state of desolation, it really feels like kind of gloomy, kind of empty, kind of like I'm unhappy and things that normally would just be something small. We kind of put our focus on what's wrong and we pay attention to our own negative feelings right? We don't really have that energy, that inspiration. So versus when you are in a state of consolation, what happens in a state of consolation? You are really able to be inspired. You're able to look beyond whatever you wish was better, whatever you wish was, you know, those things that we all wish were better, right? We wish that, hey, Maybe I wish I had a better car. Like, I don't know, just things like that. So when we are in a state of consolation, we really feel refreshed. We have new ideas, new inspiration, and we're really able to follow and align with who we truly are because we're more encouraged, right? But when we're in a state of desolation, it's really like a state of disappointment. So pay attention because when you are in a state of desolation and you can't be both, obviously you can't be disappointed and like inspired at the same time. But when you are in a state of desolation, that is not the best time to make decisions. But when you are aware that, okay, I'm in a state of desolation, then you can understand, oh, I'm probably going to be more emotional around this time, right? So really, I want you to, and we can talk more about that. You know, I kind of just wanted to wrap with that because I want you to know this. This is what I want to leave you with. If you struggle with your emotions, if you struggle with your emotions leading you and mastering you, I want you to know that, yes, you absolutely can overcome that. If you have ever felt like, what is wrong with me? Why do I always get emotional? Really think about this. Is it triggers? Is it triggers that you're experiencing? Is it your upbringing? Is it somebody who's toxic, who constantly just kind of triggers you? There's so many things externally that can really affect us internally. But when we're not aware, we won't have the opportunity to make the decision to grow from it and to do things differently. So that's what I want to leave you with. Know that if you are struggling with your emotions, if your emotions are leading you right in the moment, they become truth. But when you become aware that, oh, wait a minute, I don't have to react to this. That's where the power comes from, because now you make the conscious decision that, okay, although I'm emotional right now, this is not permanent. I don't have to be like this. My emotions are temporary. So I want you to know that there is nothing wrong with you. And if you are struggling with being emotional, you can't overcome it. Okay. That is not your permanent place of life that is not your permanent state so 
Hey, I also want to remind you that if you're ready to dive into what's next for you, if you're ready to discover what's the next step of your life, you know that there's more for you. You know that there's more that you want to do. Maybe you want to share a bigger message. Maybe your next step is having a podcast. Maybe you have a set of skills and expertise and you can help other women find a solution to their struggle and their problem. And you're like, man, I want to coach other women. Or maybe you're just really ready to dive into some boundaries and inner healing, whatever that next chapter is for you. I would love to support you. I'd be honored to be there as your accountability partner and really just be that person that you know you can count on. So I do have one 40% off scholarship left. It's yours if you want it. You just have to claim it. Send me a message on Instagram at the Fearless Mujer Podcast, or you can go to fearlessmujer.com forward slash contact and let me know that you would love the scholarship. Hey, I hope to see you at book club tomorrow. And I can't wait to see you at the party on the 20th. I hope you have an amazing week. God bless. Hey, Mujer, before you go, did this episode help you in any way? I'd love to know what you thought about this episode so I know what content to keep creating for you. Do me a favor, tag me in your stories on IG at the Fearless Mujer Podcast and let me know how this episode helped you. And you know that the Fearless Mujer is not just a podcast, right? It's a sisterhood. Do me a favor, share this episode with your amigas, your primas, your tias, because something powerful happens when we lift each other up and together we're truly powerful. So tag me, tag your amigas share the link with them. And if you found value in this podcast, leave me a review on Apple because that means so much. And by the way, want to take the conversation deeper? Come join the podcast community. Go to fearlessmujer.com, click on podcast community, and let's talk about this episode. God bless. Thank you.